Coffee Issues, a podcast about leadership, management, and wishing I had more colors of these fancy brush tip markers for my coloring book adventures. I am Rachel Perkins, aka Pie or Pie Bob. I'm into words, operations, cheese, and whiskey, and of course, leadership. And I'm Kendall Miller. Fly as close as you can to the sun. Find out what's going to get you burned. See if you can get closer still. The sun is shiny, and I like shiny things. They're neat. <laughs> They are neat. Uh, Speaking of shiny things, today on the show, we're talking about artificial intelligence. Uh, The buzz, the hype, the realities as we think we know them. Is there an easy path to knowing what to do about all this stuff? Surely not. We will Um, talk GPT. We will talk llamas. We will talk inferencing or not. That's probably going to be off topic. Anyways, all the things. And I'm excited about it. But first. That's what I've been promised. We have to we have to pause and give a life update because we're slow in between episodes, mostly because of Kendall's mm-hmm. com- complicated life. Um, and uh, but let's start with you, Rachel. Have you sewn anything exciting <laughs> and or done anything new recently? I am currently sewing a dress, and I already know that it's not going to come out how I want, and it's annoying, and I don't want to do it because I know it's not going to come out how I want. But I need to finish it because otherwise, I will not feel good about doing the next project, and. So I'm in that ridiculous space of like, I know I'm not going to want this, uh, but I can't fix it and <laughs> I need to finish it. Wait, why, why, are you one of the, those people who like, you start a book, you have to finish the book, even if like a hundred oh pages in, you're like, fuck no, this is terrible. Is it, is this a personality defect? I have explicitly, defect? it is definitely a personality defect. Um, I have had to explicitly give myself permission to not finish books that I am not enjoying. I mean, I, I primarily read for escapism and fun. I don't, I mean, occasionally I'll read a book to try this and better why, myself, but this is why you, you know, sew, who am I too. kidding? Like, exactly. Can't you, can't you throw away the fucking dress, cut it and accidentally light it on fire and be like, oh man, I Oops. guess I was really drunk. Yeah. It's a really great idea, actually. Um, I'm nearly done with it and it's, I like the fabric, <laughs> but yeah, it was really difficult to work with. And so I screwed up the neckline and. I'll probably still wear it with something over the top, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, I was also wait related oh, to go this. Ahead. I was three quarters of the way into a book very recently, and like I'm not enjoying this. I just keep pushing through because finding another book is hard. And I finally sat down and I got another book, and that new book has been so good. And every night I'm excited to go read it, and I can't oh, nice. wait till I get there. And I'm so glad I didn't wait even the like little bit longer it would have taken me to finish that book because that book was fucking miserable. Burn the dress. Burn yep, the dress. You're totally, Sa- take you're it out totally your correct about this. Sacrifice it to the dress gods. Yeah. I'm thinking, or maybe put it on a deer or something. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful periwinkle cotton velvet. Uh, and it came, it's a designer end piece. So like, you know, ex- excess. And I know when I buy those, I, there's no guarantee that it's going to be good all the way through. And I did discover that there is a piece, there's like a little uh, bald spot. Flaw. Sorry, Kendall. Okay. On the, <laughs> no, it, no offense intended, uh, a little bald spot on the, on the fabric right in the middle of the chest in the front. And so, and I don't have enough to make more. And then I screwed up the neckline anyway. So I think maybe one thing led to another and I was like, I'm not going to like this anyway. Speaking on behalf of almost all bald men everywhere, we'd really like the opportunity to grow hair. Even if we shaved it off, we'd really like the opportunity (laughs) Opportunity. to grow hair. So it's not a bash. We know that, uh, you know, we're missing out on certain options. We know. If we were ever going to have uh, sponsors for this podcast, which we're not, that would be an ideal time to go into the, like, what's the latest hair growth stuff that is being sold right now? And I know I watch uh, uh, YouTube um, YouTube summaries and, you know, stuff about a particular show is primarily Star Wars and uh, MCU stuff. Uh, and it's, they always have hair Is MCU Star, Way- Star Wars related? No, MCU is not Star Wars. It is the Marvel comic universe. Oh, see, that's how to. Uh, how am I more of a nerd than you? MCU. Actually, don't answer that. That's... <laughs> in a lot of ways, you're more of a nerd than me. I, I just happen to be more of a nerd than you in fair. other ways. So it's okay. It's okay. Fair, fair. Yeah. I don't think it's a contest. So, um, so okay, so wait. You have a dress. 
you are going to finish, but you shouldn't, and you're wrong to feel that way. You are yes. watching some Star Wars and some MCU. What did I interrupt? Because you had some train of thought oh, that uh, I interrupted there. The Star Wars and MCU thing was a complete aside about hair hair products, hair yep. growth products being usually anyway, it's paired with ED products. In yep. Yep. YouTube Hems. or podcasts. Yep. Um, oh yeah, so the, you experienced this way worse than we did, but we had a big snowstorm and that was exciting. And it was icy here for a few days. And when there's a lot of people around, old people around in particular, that's kind of a, a little concerning because they can't go out unless they fall down and break break every bone in yep. their tiny, frail old bodies. So, yep. uh, yeah. Um, Did you stay but inside? I managed to. I stayed inside most of the time, but I got really lucky and was able to make it to my food bank uh, okay. shifts, which I was really worried about folks not being able to get there and then they're not having the food bank. And it's like def- desperately needed at this time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the food bank, like, I, I guess this is happening at food banks across the country is like, there's a massive reduction in the amount of food available to give out to people. And there, uh, I'm not really a hundred percent sure what's going on with that, but that's concerning. And I'm not sure what we're going to do about it, but maybe try and raise more money. Um, anyway, oh. yeah, you, I, I, you were in a big storm, like way worse, so, but well, then no. snow happens where you live a lot more than where I live. So we, we didn't have a big storm. We had cold no. temperatures. Uh, like it got down to negative eight. And we had a couple of days where the high was like negative two or something. So it, it was cold. Um, we stayed inside for the most part. We did. I did take the family out and walk to a restaurant that's about a half mile away in my neighborhood um, on a day where it was very cold. My wife was in England on vacation. We bundled everybody up and we went for a walk and we had coffee and biscuits. And it was the only time we left the house that day because it was so fucking cold. And But my, my actual bad story is Pacific Northwest related. So I hosted a whiskey night last weekend during the storm um, uh-huh. at a friend's house. And the, the reason for the whiskey night was there was a friend of mine, uh, somebody I used to work with, who... Uh, used to host these and it's like bring a bottle over $50. We get a whole bunch of people Mm -hmm. together in a room and we have a whole bunch of really nice whiskey to try. And um, he, he had messaged me and said, Hey, we miss doing this. And he said, I'll fly into Denver for it. And I'm like, pick a date. So we picked a date. It was like January 13th or whatever the date was. And Uh uh, he bought a ticket. And then another old coworker who used, who also likes whiskey lives in another state, bought a ticket. So they were all, it was two people flying in And the one in New Mexico made it to Denver and the one in Portland got to the airport, plane got delayed, plane got delayed again. He messages Mm -hmm. us as we're starting the party, basically saying, sorry, everybody, I'm giving up, I'm going home. And we're like, don't give up, we're going to be here all night. Anyways, he he goes back home, powers out in his house in, uh, or in Portland. And this is like Saturday. And Wednesday, the power came back on and there was like just a sheet of ice on the inside of his window. Thursday, a tree fell on his house. Didn't go through his house, but like did significant damage. He gave up. He's like, fuck it. Goes and stays with some friends. Friday comes back home and there's another tree on the house. And it's like, oh my gosh. What does this guy do? I mean, seriously. At some point, it starts to feel like God's out to smite you. It's personal. Yeah. uh, The point is, there was 27 very good whiskeys. We had a blast of an evening, even though I wasn't 100% healthy yet. And the poor friend that we did the whole thing in honor of was stuck at home in freezing cold weather in front of a fire. <laughs> I couldn't, and couldn't join you over Zoom or couldn't. whatever because the I, power is out. Oh. I called him briefly and we all just told him we missed him. Actually, I think Sorry, we said fuck man. you a lot. And... Um, because yeah. we were for not coming. Also, did you taste control. all the whiskeys? Because I can't taste you, that many. I can't taste I can that taste many. like four. If anything, what was interesting to me about that night of whiskey is there's no whiskey that I dislike. But also, I like gin a lot better than I like whiskey. Like, I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard you've got some I, gin news. Well, so I, I, and the plan is to enter the whiskey business uh, in the not too distant future. But yes, Friday mm. Deployment Spirits, FridayDeployment.co, for those of you interested, uh, is selling Force Push Gin. We finally launched it. It's pre order right now. It should be shipping by the end of this week or early next week. So before the end Woo. of January, we will be shipping. Um, it is very good gin, and it's for the person in your life who works in computers. I'm putting that in air quotes because I think it's funny. Um, and um, 
this is version yeah. one. You know, I, I don't think the gin's going to change because it's very good gin. Uh, but we we may update some things as we go. Where where it takes it takes a shocking amount to ship a fucking bottle of alcohol in America. Oh, trust and, me, uh, I'm aware. <laughs> Holy hell. So anyways, but you can buy it in like 38 states. It's available now and um, it's all shipped direct to consumer. And um, uh, yeah, can, if you're a uh, business you and you like, want to gift it, let, let me know. But what's is, that, Rachel? Are you, I mean, you're, you're shipping pre-orders. Uh, do you have enough to like cover all the pre-orders? How is it going? Yes. I mean, we're, well, our wait? initial batch is 650 bottles. We're not going to sell all 650 bottles in the first couple days. Like, that's fine. And it doesn't take us all that long to make more. I mean, it's gin. It's not whiskey. Like, whiskey will sell out and quickly when we're selling it. But um, it's also, it's a premium product. Like, we're we're charging high end for it. It's not a, Mm -hmm. um, I don't see most people replacing their daily drinker with Friday deployment. Yeah, it's a gift. It's a a gift. gift. It's a celebratory. When you're you're pushing code on Friday and you're giggling about it, you buy a Friday deployment bottle of uh, gin. He's a gin drinker. I'm going to buy some for Darren. Um, Well, let me know what he thinks. I will not. Yeah, I'll let let you know what he thinks because I will not be a good... It's okay. Uh, a good uh, review for that. I don't know but, anything about gin. But I did drink a bunch cool. of the whiskey, and uh, I didn't get through all of it. I lay scotch still definitely the the cake winner for me. Uh, I mm-hmm. really enjoy I lay scotch. Most other whiskeys kind of are like, yeah, it's fine. Doesn't excite me. And it's Isla, Isla, not Isla. No, I'm American. It's Islay. Okay. If they can, if the French can call it an hamburger, we're allowed to butcher anything we want. Yeah, fair. So, fair. Uh, sure. Oh, I'm just, you know. Is it, wait, wait, say uh, it again, because I didn't actually know that. Uh, I've always said it's Isla. 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 Yeah. Really? You just dropped yeah. the Y. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Isla, Isla whiskey. Isla, yeah. Okay. Who knew? Well, apparently I did. But, um, cool. I am, I'm sorry you didn't get your friend out there for... All of the whiskeys. Uh, hopefully, their house is not going to be waiting too long to get re- repaired. I have a friend who just moved to Portland no and like literally got into her house, and then boom, there was a storm. Uh, like she just bought a house yep. and is starting all of the remodel stuff she has to do with it, and <laughs> and then the power went out. You know, and she's like, "Oh, I just went to the to the bar down the street and stayed there for several hours." Um, Portland yeah. is an interesting Welcome place. To Portland. I, I like visiting Portland. I'm not sure that I'm really excited about living in Portland, but my friends who live there all love it. So, uh, you know, yeah, people. I mean, people who want to go out and do things. Portland is a great place. Like, I I don't want to go out and do things. This is me working <laughs> out. But uh, this friend was living in Arizona um, and uh, kind of helping out with her her dad in his last few. I guess it was like a year that she lived there and. Uh, when when she was done with her duty to him, she was like, "Okay, now I'm gonna move where I want to move," and that had been Portland for a long time. So, and I think she's gonna love it there. I think she's gonna be very happy. It's not her first time being there, of course, but if but yeah, the Pacific kind of a welcome. had sun, I would be there in a hot hurry. There's a lot that I like about it, but the lack of sun mm-hmm. just just kills me. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing you sailing winter. around here. And gorgeous. Yeah, the plan is to get out there and go sailing, but we'll see. I got I got an awful lot of complexity in my summers right now, so. Uh, <laughs> Complex summers. That's like an IDM album uh, name. Well, the Complex number of kids summers. that I'm shipping off to jobs or camps or. Oh, man, uh, they have jobs now. Yeah, so it's complicated. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then I will not hold my breath for you to come out here, but I was looking forward to you coming well, here. I'm still, I'm still hoping and... I pull it off. There's, there's. There's two trips that are still up in the air. My wife and I think we've pawned the kids off in enough places that we get to go on a vacation this summer. And then also... Oh, just the two of you. Uh, just the two of us, which is like we've Woo-hoo! literally never been away from our children for a week. So that would be exciting. Um, and then... Um, and I love my kids. Like, don't, don't let that sound horrible. I know. But getting away from your kids is real nice when you're around your kids all the time. I've heard and that. Then, uh, and then there's one more trip of... Um, taking a kid back to the country where he's adopted from that may happen so oh, we'll see wow. um, a lot door. of moving pieces yeah anyways That's big anyways. traveling well anyways. so you want to pivot to the topic today at hand <laughs> yeah. so, um i will set stage uh number one i'm very bad at communicating what topic we're going to talk about and i'm like rachel get on the phone and let's record it 
That's what we do. I'm like, what are we talking about? Uh, Who are we talking to? You're in charge of that shit, not me. I don't have any original uh, ideas. What are you talking about? I I don't know anyone. I have some people (laughs) that I think would make great guests that will line up in the near future. Cool. Um, But uh, today I wanted to talk about the AI hype cycle, the chat GPTs, the llamas, the... um, I don't uh, even know what the llamas are. What? Llama is just the, you mean like large model. language model? Yeah, the, well, llama okay, I can is see the what, name of yeah. one of the large language models. Right, I think right. that's the Facebook one. I, I'm, it just I'm, occurred to me that's what it must be. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, L-L-M's. um, I guess so, I yeah. want to talk about: Is it all hype? Is this like I'm a little curious why we haven't called it Web Four yet? Like if what if if blockchain because <laughs> Web Three is going well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if Web Three is on its way out, let's call this shit Web Four because uh, we can talk to it like. Uh, human uh what was the uh-huh. web for anyhow oh see what i did there um uh-huh. where would you like to start because i have things to say but uh... <sighs> wow well i think i first of all i object to the term artificial intelligence in general this is not intelligence this is like a, a database that is pulling from i mean don't don't come come to me and say no it's not a database i get i get that i get that but it's just like you are showing a computer program a bunch of different possible solutions to something and it learns from that but it is not intelligence it is not going to come up with a novel solution to a problem based on the inputs that it's given i feel like it's a a resolution issue right humans have intelligence computers don't have intelligence in my opinion um, and there is definitely a big smeary gray area of overlap where this this stuff takes over and becomes intelligence, like pulling all of information and inputs that you have together and turning them into output, which is what humans do as well as anything else. Uh, it, it just has to be a much higher resolution, I think. It has to be much more input and output and matching together of things into intelligence than we currently have. So, well, let me let me push back on that. First of all, is a colony of ants intelligent or not? Not an individual ant, a colony of ants. I would say yes. Okay. I, I would say yes. But it's it's definitely a matter of scale and a matter of like where along the slider you are in terms of amount of information that you can then turn into a way to behave. Yeah. So, um, so I, I completely buy that. I just also, my, my pushback is that I think the way that these models basically take the last word and within some certain context predict what the next most likely word is that they should like be using chains. seems to dramatically reflect the way that I put together sentences. Right now, as so, I'm speaking to you, I don't have a fucking clue where I'm going until my mouth is moving, <laughs> and it seems to know what to put out there know, as the next word. It's not like I'm thinking ahead. This, it's not like the thought is fully formed. It's literally coming out as my mouth is moving, and I'm going, yeah, that sounds reasonably intelligent, and yeah, that seems to reasonably <laughs> make sense. And and the 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 these large language models... I'm not arguing our replacement for a 60-year-old with a PhD on some topic. I'm arguing mm-hmm. are very good at mimicking an overly confident 14-year-old boy. Uh, where Most I can definitely. say, tell me about this topic, and it will 100% tell me as though it fucking knows. And having been around a lot of 14-year-old boys lately, um, if that's not intelligence, uh, I do the not humanity's think that's not intelligence. Either. Uh, I'm just this explains a lot about the difference between us also <laughs> Kendall because I definitely try hard to think about what I'm going to say before I say it I try to think about the outcome of something before I start talking about it uh, but I, I agree that 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 these these models are really good at mimicking the style and tone of a particular type of person or you know a particular personality um but i definitely don't i mean i I know you're joking for the most part but 
No, I'm, definitely... I'm legitimately not joking. I, I, I legitimately believe that the way that these... Mo- more data will make them better. I agree with that. The size and scale mm-hmm. of it will make it better. I agree with that. I, I do wonder if we can even get to more data. Like The problem with these models existing is so much of the content that's going to be produced now is going to come from these models. And so it's going to be a mad cow yeah, disease kind of thing. Where, yeah, this yeah. might be the best it ever was because it consumed all human generated things up until now and from now on it's going to be a significant percentage of not human generated things that it's trying to learn off of and so i i don't know where that's going to go but um whether it's intelligence or not do you think this is another thing that's going to follow the hype cycle and and i and i really mean hype cycle like compare it to web3 like is this going to go as big as that and fall as hard as that uh i do think it's going to go as big as that i mean i think it's probably going to go bigger and i also think I mean, artificial intelligence, if you want to call it that, I and mean, then it's easier to just call it that to uh, to make sure everyone is kind of on board with what you're talking about specifically. But that stuff's been going on for a very long time, a lot longer than things like the blockchain, a lot longer, you know, 20, yeah. 30, 40, 50 years in computers. I mean, I in college in the 90s worked in a lab at, uh, at the University of Arizona where they were building some of the first adaptive optics uh, telescope mirrors, so telescope mirrors that operated with computer learn computers that had been trained on images of in focus and out focus stars and other celestial objects. And the idea being, these these mirrors were built out of smaller segments. Each of them had a piston that could tip, tilt, and piston behind it, and was hooked up to a computer. Uh, and each of those pieces were. Uh, adjusted based on what the computer thought the out of focus image should look like in focus. Yeah. So this was a, this was an early, I don't even know if it was an early form, but it's a form of machine learning yeah. that is used, continues to be used in astronomy as far as I know. Um, but that was back in the nineties and that's pretty, so that was pretty amazing stuff then. And it had been worked on prior to that and many other similar models and trained and machine learning type projects were underway. Um, so so your first I, I feel like it's a is, different thing. Yeah. Like, like blockchain kind of comes along as a new idea and then, and then everybody gets real excited about what it's going to enable. And maybe we don't have a fucking clue what it's going to enable. I do think blockchain mm-hmm. is important technology that is going to change things. I think even cryptocurrency is going to be significant in the future at some point. I don't think we're there yet. Um, your argument is AI, that we're seeing today is a mature version of something that has been around for a while. We have been working on for a while. And, and, and I have heard some of this argument that like, it seems like we've had this massive leap. It's actually not that big of a leap. It's just that the public hasn't been exposed to a lot of the steps along the way. And so all of a sudden this feels like a game changer where it's that not actually fair. that wild of a leap from what we've had. Because yeah, the, the concepts have been around for forever. I read about machine learning in a popular science in you know, the early 90s. And I remember going, holy shit, right. this is going to change everything. This is going to be cool. Um, yeah. I really I thought, loved being part of that project that, you know, that yeah. I, I studied astronomy and astrophysics in college. And so this was a big deal like the the trying to make even more out of the the technology of building telescope mirrors that worked really well for deep space objects and stuff um but i yeah it's this is something that is going to continue to come it's become very um easy to access because of the availability of uh processing power and and you know pay as you go uh, funding for or pay-as-you-go um, compute and allowing people to to try and build their own things out of it. Like there's a lot of these uh, publicly available chat bots and art bots and, you know, you can make uh, fake audio recordings of people talking. Apparently there was um, recently uh, a bunch of people in, I think, Ohio? No, I can't remember, but we're getting phone messages from Joe Biden, in quotes, telling them not to go vote. Yes. Yes, I heard about that. And like, you know, th- there's there's a there's a use of of a, a language model of a, or a particular type of model to to <laughs> like to, yeah, pretend a, to be the president chief, and tell you not to vote. Right. right. A, a particular end, but yeah. So I do think that the the major upswing in this right now is due to the availability availability of of uh, compute power and um, that uh, 
that is one of the concerns I have about both it and about things like crypto is this takes a lot of energy. This uses a lot of power and it uses a lot of water to cool everything and it's not good for the environment. So hopefully, and I know efforts are underway to improve this for crypto uh, with varying, I'd say, middling to low degrees of success. Well, Ethereum moved um, to proof of stake, but Bitcoin is still the big, you know, yeah. uh, mover and shaker and uses a tremendous And you hear of these outrageous stories about how much energy like it's using the same amount as a as a as a city in Europe kind of thing to just do one day's worth of calculation or one calculation or something ridiculous yeah. like that. So that's something I'm concerned about. Like I love the concept. I love the idea that eventually we will be able to get really valuable lift out of this that will make it possible i'm always if you've heard me talk about this so many times like i'm always looking to free people up to do what they actually want to do rather than having to work like i'd love to see this turn into a situation where all of the stuff people doesn't want don't want to do get done gets done by robots and then everyone can work on what they want to work on and that there's a universal income to prevent you from falling into like out of housing out of food out of healthcare if you are not able to do anything that, that raises funds for you or don't want to. And I, I see, uh, I see AI as a path to that, but it's definitely, you know, given the way that capitalism works, that's not how it's going right now. Yeah. Isn't um, the dream I, that we can have a bigger office with more minions that we can look upon our kingdom and feel pride in both the people that we now run and the machines that we now command. Wait, I'm confused. Absolutely, is that the wrong dream? Is that where was I not supposed to go there? The bad guys, Are yeah, we the baddies, Are we yeah, the baddies. No, I hear you, and and I I think I'm skeptical, just because for over a hundred years we've said automation is going to free people up, and I just don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it moves us up the stack. Uh, but sure. it doesn't seem to free people up, right? It, it, you can walk into Taco Bell and press some buttons on a thing so that a person doesn't take your order anymore, but I'm not sure that uh, you know there's less people in these kinds of menial jobs as a result of that. Um, I think there are. I do think there are fewer people uh, hired to do that kind of work specifically because of self-checkout, because of ordering kiosks, because... And and maybe there are more people now working in the back of the McDonald's doing the preparation of the food and distribution because there is now all these people ordering online and by the gig economy getting stuff delivered to them. But it's still just a trickle up economy, honestly. Like those well, that's what I'm arguing is don't make enough to live, right? Right. They, maybe they, yeah. maybe Taco Bell's not employing that many people, but now a new entrepreneur is like, hey, there's a whole bunch of people who are willing to work for eight bucks an hour that can't get a job at Taco Bell anymore, and I can hire them to do this bullshit over here. I can here. hire them to pretend to drive auto-driven car, self-driven cars, know. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. So, yeah, we're in this mess right now where there is this hype that's been shared about AI and what it's capable of. And um, that it's, as you stated early on, instead of actually being intelligent, it is just regurgitating what it thinks sounds like a good thing. Just like a 14 year old boy being asked about the world. Um, And so we have this mismatch of expectations versus reality as to what you can achieve with AI without you know an outrageous amount of power even with an outrageous amount of power you're not going to get the right answers you're just going to get plausible sounding answers to things a plausible sounding reaction to you know to your inputs right which which so. you know there there's i've seen some people argue already that google has become a much worse search engine as, as since oh since absolutely this has come around and and uh i have used perplexity <clears throat> a few times if you haven't used perplexity as a, as a search engine it is uh it's a little shocking how many things it does better um and uh it's perplexity. worth looking Who makes yeah. that? tell me about that uh, well, it's it's an AI-based search engine, um, you know, t- attempts to answer your question. It points you at the places that it's getting its answers. It helps you find results for it. I mean, there's there's a couple other things that are going on. I think that AI is going to be the reason that Google gets usurped, whether it's uh, because an AI search engine is that much better or because it's that much harder to sort through the content and somebody new needs to come along well, with a different algorithm. That's the um, question I have is, so this this AI bot that helps you perplexity helps you search 
for things. Yep. It, it It is better at determining whether something is AI generated bullshit than a person is. I have no idea. Is that how this works? It sorts right. through everything and goes, oh, this was by a real person. This recipe is not nonsense gener- do, just created to generate clicks. Like that's the main problem with uh, search results right now is not right. uh, it's hard to find things. It's that there is a huge amount of stuff out there that looks plausible and is absolute bullshit or is, you know, the same article written 14 different ways to get 14 different sets of clicks. Well, and this ad is content. This is one of my big concerns about AI is that for a significant percentage. So, so I'm going to give a concrete example. Um, for many years, uh, drinking hard alcohol caused me to break out into uh, a rash on my fingers. I would get a little bit of eczema. And so I just I just basically stopped drinking hard alcohol. I'd, I'd stick to beer. I, I didn't think much of it. It's like not the end of the world. I, I like hard alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's probably better for me to not be drinking it. So I was like, whatever, it's fine. Fair, I started yeah. making hard <laughs> alcohol, right? And I'm like, I probably oh, need to figure yeah. this out. And so I plumbed the depths of Reddit which is people generated whatever. And it took me a while mm. of digging through. I'd, I'd tried this before, but I finally found someone who said, hey, stop thinking of eczema as a rash. Start thinking of it as a yeast infection. Get your gut bacteria right. Eat a lot more probiotics and those problems will go away. Sure enough, if I eat yogurt, breakfast and dinner, even just a few bites, I can have all the fucking whiskey I want and I don't get a rash. And literally if I Amazing. go two days without yogurt and I have hard alcohol, any kind, I get a rash. So this is a weird, like, if I go to ChatGPT and say, I get a rash when I drink whiskey, what's wrong? It gives me a couple of rote answers from, you know, uh, WebMD um, from a couple of these, but it doesn't plumb the depths of the obscurity, which has been both the good and the evil of the internet, is I can go find someone with my specific obscure problem on the internet and find out what their experience was. As AI is generating more and more of the content, the most probable answer is the answer to the big question that everyone has and never the edge case. But it's the edge case that's made the internet so interesting. It's also the edge case that has radicalized people. It's also the edge case that has made it so you can live in a small town where you're the only Nazi and you can find all the Nazis around. So like there's problems with that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hand waving a lot of these things, but I think (laughs) literally you're hand waving. I'm literally hand waving. He's waving his hands things that have made the internet the internet for the last many years that you and I have been using the internet are going to be fundamentally different for the age in which my kids grow up with the internet. And oh yeah. It's, it it's absolutely I mean it already is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh um, it's kind of it's it makes me sad. It makes me sad. Yeah. Well I wanna say so I do believe this is a hype cycle. I don't believe all hype cycles are evil. And I, this summer, I don't know if I shared this on the podcast or not, went and tried to raise a whole bunch of money to do a uh, a startup in this space. Did I did I share this? I don't think I have. But um, I found a co-founder who was a big cheese in AI. He and I went and proposed to some VCs a specific solution to a particular infrastructure problem that exists in AI right now. Uh, given who he was, we were able to raise money very quickly. In fact, we got quite a ways through the process right up to the tell us the number, we're ready to write the check. Now, I don't want to say it was a done deal. You know, there's a big difference between getting term sheets and and having it all Mm -hmm. done. Uh, That co-founder had a family issue and we walked away from the whole thing um, and shut it down. But I almost went and raised a bunch of money and started another company in the AI space this summer. Like I actually thought it was going to happen uh, because we were far enough along. And, and and it was literally from the very first conversation, shut up and take our money. I think right now raising money is so hard. And when you oh, yeah. say AI, like I, we were on the phone with people before we had a, a, a pitch deck. Our pitch deck never had a color in it. I'm fucking colorblind. I'm terrible at design. <laughs> it was black and white the whole way through. The picture of me in the slide deck was black and white. And people were willing to give us millions of dollars to go tackle something in this. So it's 100% hype. I don't want to bet on what AI plays are going to be the future because I don't feel like I know. I did want to go sell pickaxes to the people who were going to figure it out or not figure it out because mm-hmm. they'd all have money. And right now, the only start, the only place that tons of money is getting poured into this industry in tech is AI. And I, I was yeah. I was excited to ride that train uh, selling them pickaxes. But um, so I, I like, think a lot of founders are uh, who are aware of the. Li- I mean, 
a great many people in computer science are aware of the limitations of machine uh, learning and of large language models and similar technologies because they've been in, we've been in the computer science and tech space for our entire lives. And so we know that it doesn't do as well as uh, people looking for funding are going to pretend that it does. Like everyone knows that, but they also know this is where to get funding right now. So they have to kind of lean on that. I think there's a, you know, as we've seen in the stories about like this car is not self-driven. It's actually driven by some massively underpaid and abused person in a different country when, um, when things aren't going right. Like that's, that's the reality of the industry right now. Yeah. Um, so well, you can, you can, slap that bugs it. me a lot. <laughs> well, slapping. I mean, I have literally given the advice to certain founders. Is there a way you can slap a dot AI domain mm-hmm. on your startup and go raise money again? Like, and, and I'm not bullshitting them. I'm saying like, can you call it? artificial intelligence or machine learning because then you can raise money in it and I, and I, and that's like, what everybody's doing well and for a long time i mean up until really chat gpt f- 3 and 4 came out or were announced about you know a little over a year ago um the vast majority of companies out there that were saying we're doing machine learning we're not doing machine learning they had written an algorithm that used a computer to make a decision which we've been doing for a long fucking time yeah, there was no that's learning involved per- yes right i mean even the the full self driving mode like I, I read this morning that that tesla's just now swapping out you know 300,000 it might have been 300 million lines of c++ i can't remember that were handwritten instructions for this is what you do in these situations for ai like we're just now getting there this like full self thing that tesla has been promising for forever is just now switching over to oh okay actually we're going to use a neural net that actually makes yeah, decisions rather than actually believe how well that's going to work based on the uh performance of statements by such companies in the recent past well no. as a person who lives <laughs> in a state where driving is one thing if you live in northern california where it's mostly sunny and when it's not sunny it's a little bit rainy and you can still see the ground versus in colorado right. where there's an awful lot of times where we're driving on roads and inferring where lines. that road is yeah, and yeah. I, <laughs> I think there's a long time between before self-driving cars are are driving in colorado in the kinds of conditions that uh frankly my 15 year old daughter is terrified to learn in and she's learning oh how sure to drive. and she's uh, right to be terrified that's just I terrifying i find it super entertaining like when i was in high school the first few times i slid all the way through an intersection i was just giggling with laughter now there's a way there's there's yes, a way to be afraid so of that <laughs> well but also like in colorado when the roads are that bad everybody's driving pretty slow there's an awful lot of grace I you spend a lot so. of time sitting at an intersection watching somebody try to turn and flying through the intersection and just kind of giggling to yourself and there's not very often a whole lot of accidents they happen well but, that's good um, i'm glad to hear that but self-driving yeah, so cars you know, are not solving that anytime soon. They point. are not going to solve that. And there's a lot of places where that and similar issues are uh, are a problem for self-driving cars. Just, and yet you think, you'd think by the marketing that they're completely capable of doing everything because they have been using, uh, what is it, the, the like bot check to... Yeah. Uh, to figure out, oh, is this stairs? Is this a cop? Is this, you know, a highway? Is this a bridge? It just doesn't... <sighs> like, what's interesting to me is, given the is this a cost of building um, roads, the infrastructure involved in building roads, I don't understand. It's like, doesn't seem like that big of a stretch to every 10 or 15 feet in the road, just, you know, insert a little thing in there that the cars are reading so they know they're on the right path. Like, that just seems like that can't be that big of a lift. Now, maybe I'm full of shit, but like, yeah. I think that's where we get before, <laughs> well, I think that's where we're going oh, before man. people City are. council in this town is getting so much shit for not being able to fix the potholes. I don't think installing uh, uh, car, car direction things is going to happen this century. It's, uh, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, so my conclusion is artificial intelligence, it is buzz. It is hype. I think there's some reality behind it. There is more history behind it than, say, Web3. It is a little further tested. Also, language models are pretty fucking impressive. When I can say to a computer, write me a poem about Kubernetes in the style of a Shakespearean sonnet, and it can immediately spit it out, and it can be reasonably good, 
I'm impressed. I'm not saying it's going to solve all of my problems. In fact, I don't pay for GPT-4. I know a lot of people that do. I'm very confident in my skills in writing and spitting something out real quick is happens to be one of the things I'm very good at. But for a lot of friends of mine, kicking out an initial draft is the hard part. And being able to go to a machine and say, give me an initial draft of XYZ. And it, even if it's shitty, it gets them 40% of the way there. That's a huge advantage. People are faster with it. It is changing things. Definitely. I'm excited about it. There's um, stuff it's great at. And I do think that helping people, I mean, I, I don't, I, I think in terms of like the four or three point outline or whatever, I, I have that already built into my, the way that my thoughts work. But I know yeah. that is not the case for a great many people who need to get writing done, who need to write their proposal or write their presentation or whatever it is they have to do. And I think that's, that the, the use of language models for that is fantastic. I Definitely don't want to see what we're seeing, which is entire articles written constantly by AI and not checked over and not reviewed, not considered in terms of what are people actually looking to learn here. Like there's all these things about being, for example, a technical writer that LMs don't do. They don't have the thought of like, who's the audience for this? What What do they already know? How many times should I repeat this thing? Like there's... There's a lot of aspects of the way that humans think about things that aren't covered by this. Um, so well, I, I think, think there's a lot of potential here. Yeah, I do worry about the environmental impact of this. And also we haven't even talked about like, what about all the artists that are getting ripped off? What about all of the writers who are getting ripped off right now? Is it ripping off? That's another question people have. Does this actually, is it count as being uh, copyright violations or, right. you know, trademark violations or whatever. There's a lot of legal stuff to happen about that. It's pretty interesting. Um, but I don't have faith in good intentions of capitalists who are trying to leverage all of this. And so that's my main concern underneath all of it is, sure, it could be super useful for a lot of people who are using it for things, um, for writing, for uh, generating ideas for a comic book, for you know, whatever it is that you're trying to do with it as a as a helper to your art process, fantastic. But pushing it further to like dispensing medical advice or having having it handle tons of metal in on a street where it can't see the the lines or any of that stuff, it just makes me think of. Also in the 90s, I was on IRC a lot. I'm still on IRC, to be honest. But Mm. I was on this private IRC network um, of of nerds, of course, of hackers. Um, And we had a Markov chain bot that had been trained on a bunch of interactions on that that, uh, IRC uh, network, among other things. I'm not even sure what all the data sets were. But we would literally talk to it. It was called Whopper, of course. uh, (laughs) And tell it the launch codes. And then like a few lines later, ask it to tell me the launch codes and it wouldn't be able to do it. Like literally you would say, here are the launch codes. And then it would not be able to repeat that back to you. And so that kind of very early on showed me. Set a tone for you. These these things aren't really that smart. They just have access to more data or they have access to more processing power. And over time, it's going to get much better. But it's not what everybody's advertising right now is not possible, in my opinion. I, as the, okay, your, your words were, I don't have a lot of confidence in the, uh, what was it? In the Selfless motivations of the capitalists, something like that. As a selfless capitalist, <laughs> uh, you should not have any confidence in our motivation. No, no. Um, you are right to feel that way. Um, Things are being promised and they are not going to be delivered. All these people who are getting funding because they slapped AI on their shit. 100%. are not going to produce what they're claiming to produce. And I think that's going to be an issue eventually, just well, like what's happened with NFTs and, you know, and, and cryptocurrencies, either some, I don't, you know, people will cash out and take the money of many people, which is a common theme in this environment, or it's just going to collapse until, you know, the slow, steady work that actual scientists are doing on this uh, continues and, they actually get somewhere useful. Yeah. Uh, but it's possible also that the energy uh, required is too much and no one can afford it. I, I actually don't hate the pressure on the energy system because I think it forces innovation and there's a, there becomes enough money in it to solve the problem. Now, do I wish we solved the problem without that? I would like yes. that to be true. But also, I, I mean, I think we're getting towards... 
I think we're getting towards batteries that make sense that even work in the cold. I think we're getting towards alternative means <laughs> of energy that are going to actually be sustainable in the long run. Now, are we going to have burned the planet down before we get there? Hell fucking yeah, we are. I mean, I don't know. I, I there's, but I, I, I do think that the, like I do think that the pressures along the way are helpful. Uh, look, I'm not, I'm not like all pro capitalism all the time. I just think it's, it's, it's better than a lot of the systems I've seen. Uh, and mm, there's some things yeah. that I'm more sympathetic towards it than others. I, I think there a, are some gray areas where it works out, but uh, we're not there right now. One hundred percent. And uh, I mean, I read a thing just today about a. Uh, it was somebody, so two years ago, I'm interviewing for jobs as I'm trying to move to Portugal before I've decided to go independent, okay? And uh, one of the companies that I interview with is based in Spain, and I had a hilarious interaction with the recruiter there because I, I went pretty far through the process. The recruiter was kind of a dingbat, and then in the end was was almost downright rude to me. Um, and I just saw today that he was laid off from this company like seven, eight months ago, which, uh, pardon my, (laughs) fuck you. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's, that's terrible. That was my initial reaction followed immediately by, wait, you got laid off seven months ago. Your conclusion was I'll go travel around Asia and a little bit of Europe for seven months because I can fucking afford to, because I'm European and healthcare is free. And and then I was like, okay, no, I'm a little bit jealous. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, there's, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a person now back in America and paying healthcare bills, I don't miss not paying healthcare bills. Um, oh, yeah. I'm actually on uh, on Obamacare for the first time in my life now. I paid a ridiculous amount of money for the the nice insurance we had through my previous company. We continue to pay for until oh, you did it Cobra ran out for a while? on Cobra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Whew, yeah, that was yeah. i mean we're now so now our insurance is 500 dollars a month less so far i don't mean i don't know it just started in december but hey thanks washington state for having an aca unlike a lot of places uh, i've but been yeah, on it, it i'm on it like for this. my third time and uh there's some good there's some bad and there's some ugly and uh holy shit america healthcare um yeah. now now don't get so, me wrong we're better than a lot of places but still um anyways uh well we should wrap up for time's sake rachel leave us with some um closing thoughts anything anything profound closing thoughts oh my god something you've read recently that you're a movie you consumed or a gin that you particular whiskey that you particularly liked what would you like to hmm uh oh my god you just like made too many different things go through my mind and now i'm completely at a loss should you ask Uh... gpt should I ask Chat GPT? What, what have I consumed lately that I've enjoyed? Hmm. I'm completely coming up blank. Nothing. I have to say, uh, I am. I have enjoyed a whiskey that I just recently got from uh, Vancouver Island from uh, from I think it's called Shelter Point Distillery. Okay. Uh, and it is called the Smoke Point. Okay. Uh, I might be wrong about the point part of the name of the distillery. It's Shelter something. Um, but, uh, yeah, their, their smoke point whiskey was very good. And, uh, I'm on my second bottles. I got one when I was there last winter and then a friend gave me one for, uh, Christmas this year. And that was delicious. And of course my own whiskey is still continuing to be delicious. And you, you, you have to come here and get a bottle if you like Isla whiskey. Cause it's I need, Isla whiskey. I need to come there and get a bottle. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, my suggestion is also going to be alcohol. So obviously go by Friday Deployment Spirits. That's the that's the only answer. But uh, recently I had not previously discovered barrel-aged gins. Um, and I find some of those pretty interesting. Um, the, there's a lot of different flavors that can come from that. I, rec- I tried one uh, that is from a Texas distillery that had some weird floral flavors that in the barrel had definitely like grown a little too big and almost tasted medicinal. Um, and then I uh-huh. tried one that uh, I think it was a Colorado gin and I'm trying to find the name of it and I can't remember um, that uh, was very good and it wasn't aged all that long. It just gave it just enough of another flavor. So you, you, you almost get into... Um, or barrel finished, I think is actually the word rather than age, but, uh, you almost get some whiskey flavors out of them. And, um, I mean, not almost, it's literally the same process. It just depends on what the underlying grain is. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yum. 
Yeah, I know that um, my husband has definitely enjoyed some barrel-aged gins. I do have a book that I read recently, and I know you just re- you mentioned a book earlier that I want to know what it is, but I read a book called The Future by Naomi Alderman, okay. which was super fun. Highly recommend. I do, <laughs> I really liked how it built up, and I think that um, I'm, there's a meme where there's um, someone is told to draw a horse, and like the first, the back half of the horse is like carefully yes. shaded and beautifully drawn. And then about halfway through, two thirds of the way through, it starts to get simpler and simpler. And then like all the way over to the right face is like, you know, stick figure horse. With a I kind of feel like that way kid, about this like a book. a human smiley face. Right, it has a yeah. human smile on it. And I kind of feel that way about this book, but it was still worth it. Like the ending was kind of rushed. Uh, and there was a lot of things that fell into place at the very last minute. And I was like, well, that seems really convenient. But um I still really enjoyed the book. Uh, it's called The Future by Naomi Alderman. Um, I would recommend that book. Um, and so what were you reading where you said you stopped reading the previous book because it sucked and went to this one and you were glad? Well, so I, I was looking for a, a good something. So I, I I think I mentioned the Brandon Sanderson, The Way of Kings. I did really enjoy mm-hmm. that. Uh, I, it, it was a slow read for me. It's a little slower moving than yeah. I'd like, but it's a very good book. Um, no, so I tried I tried a couple different things in between, and I'm now, for the first time, reading Atwood's Handmaid's Tale. Um, I've never read oh. it before, and it's I'm not a dy- I don't like dystopian novels. Like I I like to read mm-hmm. to escape, like you. Um, but this is so fucking well written, and it's just it's mm-hmm. a really good story. And and I, I you know I know yeah. there's a show. I've I'm familiar with the book. I have an idea of what's going to happen, but I I'd never read it, and I I have to say I'm very very impressed. So oh cool, um, yeah. There's a reason lots of people talk about it. <laughs> But there's, I I mean, my experience with the vast majority of, uh, like, lots of people talk about on books are, like, it's artsy in a way that I'm not going to enjoy. Because Mm -hmm. I don't read for the art. Like, my wife does that. She likes to read it because it's good literature. I like to read it because it's a good story. And um, I want to escape. And I read right before bed, so I read, like, a little bit and fall asleep. And read a little bit and fall asleep. And when I have a really good book, Mm -hmm. I'm actually a little annoyed because I'm up for, like, an hour and a half. Because you'd stay up, yeah. Yeah, but... uh, (laughs) But here we are. So anyways, um, we should wrap up for time's sake. But um, good to see you, Rachel. We will be back in the future, people, with guests. We're mostly sure. um, And uh, forgive our release cycle that is um, not. Whenever we fucking want. Regularly every other week like we would like it to be. But here we are. It's fine. It's fine. I can't complain. Now you know we want to be here. That's (laughs) right. See you later, Rachel. (laughs) 